In today's show, we're going to be doing a fantasy basketball mock draft on Yahoo, 12 teams, points league. Michael Bolton, you a points league fan? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. We're doing a points league mock draft today. Default Yahoo points league scoring 12 teams. We're going 14 rounds in this one. I'm going to be joined by a special guest to talk me through their picks, another fantasy analyst. We're going to be joined by Mike Barner of RotoWire. Uh, so we'll talk to him in a second. But let's uh, let's let's tell you that today's show, if you are in a, in a draft, which we know plenty of you get nervous in drafts, maybe you have some excessive sweating problems. I've got just the product for you. It is Sweat Block. It is doctor created, doctor recommended. It is stronger than clinical antiperspirant. Sweat Block is a product you need if you suffer from hyperhidrosis, if excessive sweat that becomes a problem in your work life, your social life, whatever it is. Sweat Block can help you. It's a wipe. You wipe it under your arm before you go to bed. You wake up the next morning and you're ready to go. You wash, you go to work. You have your shower, you go to school, you're done, you're set. And it covers you for up to seven days. Maybe it's a twice-week application. Whatever it is, it is stronger than anything you have ever tried. And there's also the dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's I was going to say there's nothing better than that. But there is something that's actually better than that on top of it. Because you get 20% off. If you order this from sweatblock.com by using the promo code LOCKEDON. You can buy it from Amazon. You can buy it from your CVS, but you can't get 20% off there. You can do that at sweatblock.com by using our promo code locked on. So, Sweatblock, check it out. Save that 20% by using the promo code locked on. You might have played daily fantasy sports before and you might have struggled to win. 85% of people who play DFS lose because you're up against thousands of people and there are experts with more tools, more time, more, t- uh, more money to invest that makes it really hard. So, introducing stat here. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero shows you the lineup. You know what you have to beat. Nobody else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. Absolutely bonkers stuff. Stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right. So let's uh, let's bring him in now. Uh, man's going to be doing the mock draft with me. Mike Barner is here. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope it is a lot of fun. Uh, we're here doing this mock draft. Mike, you have pick number two in this draft. I have pick number six. We're doing a default Yahoo uh, points league draft. Uh, before we get into doing that draft, first of all, just just tell people where they can find you on Twitter and, and what uh, where they can find your work and the sort of stuff you do for the fantasy world. Yeah, so uh, I can be found on Twitter at Roto Mike Barner. 
Uh, I work for a bunch of different sites. The main one that I work for is Rotowire. I do a lot of fancy basketball work there. Uh, I also do some work for Sportsline. Uh, so I do DFS season long. I also do some betting stuff. So make sure to check me out on Twitter. Yep, go and follow Mike over there, Roto Mike Barna. So this is going to be our first mock draft for points leagues. We've done a category one already. We're going to do plenty more category ones. We're going to go 10s, 14s, 12s, 16s, 20 teams. We're going to do auction drafts and regular drafts. We might mix up the categories a bit. We'll do multiple points uh, mock drafts as well. These are just the first couple of early ones. We've done one category, and now we're going to do a points league draft. Mike, before we start this draft, do you have any particular strategy that you look to do when you're in a points draft? I just love points stress because you don't have to worry about percentages. Uh, I, I really hate having to think about, you know, guys like, uh, for instance, last year, Fred Van Vliet, he shot terrible from the field, but he was pretty good pre-COVID uh, in the terms of counting stats. So these are just ones that I enjoy more uh, than the other traditional nine cat leagues or eight cat leagues. So in a default Yahoo league, there is no penalty for missing shots in your custom points league, whatever you end up doing. Maybe it's on ESPN, which do does factor in some efficiency as well. That might be a factor. But yeah, it, it, the thing when, when you're looking at a points league, just look at what a player averaged last season. Look at our projections on Basketball Monster, wherever you want to get your projections, of what are they projected to make in your know, per game in fantasy points, and draft based on that. Make your adjustments if you don't disagree agree with something. You don't need to be like, well, I'm going to discount efficiency here. I'm not going to worry about assists. That's not how fantasy points drafts work. You're looking for who gets the most fantasy points. However those points come, whatever the format is, it doesn't really matter. You're just looking for who gets the majority or gets the, the most points in whatever format that is, and that will change based on how things get set up. So we're just waiting for this draft to start. We'll, uh, we'll come back in a sec when, uh, when we're ready to go for the draft. All right, so we're getting ready for this draft now. Mike, let's bring the, uh, bring the draft screen up for everyone there. They can see uh, Yahoo's presenter mode that they have on the, uh, on the draft now. So we'll, uh, we'll show that there. I'm picking at six. Mike is picking at two. Mike, what are you hoping for? at pick number two or what's your, what's your target obviously yeah you've, you've got you've only got to have two people in your queue so who, who are you who are you looking at yeah if, uh, assuming that Jokic uh, goes first I'll take Giannis second I uh, just feel a little safer with him uh, I do like Steph too but I just feel like at at number two it's in a points league it's got to be either Jokic or, or Giannis for me so whichever one of those two is there is the one I'm going to take yeah, I think that's yeah, obviously a really smart way to look at look at it and way smart way to go about it. Um, that's probably who I'd be having in those top two as well. Uh, I'd have Luca in the in the top three. To me, they're they're pretty clear top three in a points league. Let's see if this draft actually goes in that um, in that direction. We'll find out in fifteen seconds as we're waiting for Daigle to make the first. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We'll turn that off. That was loud. See you later. <laughs> Far out. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright I apologise for <laughs> shit alright I hope that is done now because that was absolutely intense well there you go Doncic goes at uh, Doncic goes at one so Mike you've got a decision to make oh. now yeah I'll, I'll take Jokic I just feel that he's by far and away the top guy on the team with Murray out at the beginning of the season it's that was a slam dunk for me yeah, so Doncic and Jokic. So Aiden, who's sitting at number three, I think gets uh, a little, little bit of a steal by getting Giannis there. Giannis and to So uh, yeah, now Aiden, he's taking his time to make this selection. Let's. Uh, is he is he overthinking it? Is he? What's he doing? Come on, come on, Aiden. What are we? What are we waiting for here? <laughs> Maybe he's going to go James Harden. Well, that would be a surprise to be sure. Yeah, um, definitely. 
Aiden, my guy, you've been asking me to get into a mock draft this whole time. You're commenting in the chat. Make your pick. What are you doing? There it is. And he goes with the Anacentum there combo. There's the top three in a he points was- in a points league draft that I think we all need to um, be aware of that uh, they are the top three. And I guess you could argue the order there. I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't hate Jokic going at two. I don't think it's a complete disaster. I would probably go Giannis ahead of Doncic, but Jokic did drop a little bit. He he was assist drops by like two or three per game after Murray went down, which was really interesting. So let's see how that goes for him um, as this uh, as this season moves on. Um, Steph Curry goes uh, at four, and Kevin Durant goes at five, and it is my turn to draft. So who am I going to pick here? I am going to uh, at this spot. I'm going to take. Hmm. I think it's got to be for me. Uh, who's available? It's got to be Harden. Yeah, let's just take James Harden. Has to be Harden. Getting him at number six, I'm pretty um, pretty happy with that that end result there, Mike. What do you what do you think about Harden? People seem to be sleeping on him a little bit. I feel like if you're going to take one of the big three on the Nets, I feel like he's the safest. He's you know the Kyrie thing. You never know when he is going to be with a team or without the team. Durant's more of a injury maintenance guy. Um, with his injury history, Harden wants to play all the time. Oh yeah, uh, you know he had the issue with the injury, but in the playoffs. But I mean, he's he's the safest of the Nets' big three, in my opinion. Let's talk about a bit of an upset pick there at number seven. Anthony Davis went. Now Anthony Davis has been a consistent top three, five fantasy guy for ages. Wasn't last year. Was in like the thirties in category leagues. I don't remember exactly where he was in a points league, but taking him at seven ahead of Kyle Anthony Towns and Damian Lillard is pretty aggressive to me. Towns went at eight, Lillard went at nine. What do you think of Davis this year? Yeah, I, I never drafted Davis. Uh, he just worries me too much with the injury history. The Lakers are deep. They're going to want to try and get themselves healthy for the playoffs. So I, I wouldn't have taken uh, Davis there at seven. Davis was 23rd per game last year for points leagues. So that is yeah a pretty a pretty aggressive pick to take him at seven with the presence of Russell Westbrook there as well. Um, yeah, that's styles of beyond. Thanks for making the pick and being a part of the mock draft, but that is risky, and we'll see we'll see how it pans out during the season. It's not one I would do. Jason Tatum goes next at number 10. I don't think there's any issue with that, but there's a couple of guys who I have got pretty high up in my projections that have not gone yet. Bradley Beal goes at 11, so really interesting to see where, where these next group of guys go. Well, I've got the next pick, so I'm not going to spoil anything. I wonder where Joel Embiid is going. I think he should have gone by now. And Zion Williamson is someone who I think is a top 10 points league player. And we're at pick 12, and he hasn't gone now. There's no way that Zion gets back to me for my next selection at pick 19. If he does, I will be laughing. Um, well, there goes Embiid. <laughs> There's Embiid at the end of the first round, which I think Embiid probably should go around 9 or 10 in a points league scenario. But overall, the first round outside of the Anthony Davis pick was yeah, pretty pretty on brand. But yeah, I think Zion needs to be going real soon here. I would take him in the top 10 in a, uh, in a, points, in a points draft, to be honest. Where would you have him? Yeah, I, I think you're right about there, too. I was thinking that the person there on the wraparound might have been able to steal one there with Embiid and Williamson. Uh, went with Trey Young instead. Still still a good pick, but yeah, I think Williamson should be in the first round of a, of a points league for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be taking Trey Young there either. Young was not that good last year, and last year there was injuries to Bogdanovich and to Hunter. And I think both of those guys, yeah. if they play more, then that's just extra guys to take shots. I wouldn't be taking Young there. I think Kyrie, is, oh, not I think, I know Kyrie is worse in a points league than he is in a category league. And to me, he's more of a third round player when you're factoring injury risk as well. So that's not one that I particularly like. Again, format is super important. So I don't like Kyrie at that spot necessarily. There are guys who are still out there. And we can talk about 
we'll talk about him. So we think about Le- LeBron James. I don't think he's a, a, even a second round guy in a category league, but in a points league, I, I, if he's there, I'm probably going to be taking him at my pick 19. What do you think of him this season? Yeah, he, he, he's another guy that worries me. I don't know if he's healthy and playing all the time. Yes, 100%. If he fell to you in the second and you knew that he was going to be healthy, that's a slam dunk. I just worry. I don't know. I feel like the Lakers have purposely built themselves with so much depth. And you got Westbrook now who can help them get through. I don't think he's going to help them in the playoffs with the style of game that he plays, but he can help them get through the regular season. Um, so, but I guess he won't have the option. He just went there at 15. There he goes. See you later, LeBron. It's a fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Yes, it is. Uh, Paul George goes next at number 16. That's one I think that's fallen too far as well. I would have had him over Kyrie and Trey Young um, and Anthony Davis, to be honest. So you're getting Paul George at that spot is a pretty good value for uh, old Ligma over there. So a uh, good, uh, good good spot there for Paul George. I think he is being tremendously underrated as well this year for category leagues and points leagues. To me, he's a first-round turn sort of a player, but his ADP sits in like the 20s in a lot of spots. And I'll let you talk. You can talk about Paul George and Zion, who just went 16, 17, so I'm getting prepared for my pick. What do you think of Paul George this year? Yeah, Paul George is, I mean, with Kawhi, who knows when we're going to see Kawhi. So I think that was a, a great pick there to get him that late. I mean, we saw what he did in the playoffs with no Kawhi. I think George could have a monster season. All right, I'm going to take one that people are going to think is crazy, but I'm not going to rely upon him getting back to me at the next spot. And I am going to select at this position, De'Aaron Fox in the second round. He is a much better points league player than a category league guy. Um, Last year, Fox was the 21st ranked player in points leagues. I think he'll be better than that this year. And I'm pretty happy, pretty happy to get him in that spot. Levine goes next at number 20. Actually, any, any criticisms of my Fox pick there? No, I like it. I like it. Like you said, he's more valuable in points leagues, so I, I think that was a, a good pick. Russell Westbrook was number two in points leagues last year. He goes at 21 here, so that is obviously people factoring in the the issue with you know, having to share the ball more with LeBron and Anthony Davis, but I still think that's not a bad value to get him uh, in that position. But it is yeah, Darren Fox's ADP, back to my pick of Fox, uh, while you get prepared for your pick, it's at 40. And that's based on a lot of his category value. So just be aware of that, that he is a significantly better guy. And he is, to me, an absolute guaranteed second-round points league player. So don't be scared off by that ADP. Maybe you can afford to let him wait in this league. I didn't. I just wanted to grab him because he's the guy that I think is, is valuable there rather than risk it and having him go somewhere else. Gilgis Alexander goes next. And then you go with Lamello Ball. All right, Mike, um, I'll, I'll wait actually till you come back and you can talk about your next two picks in a row. So after Fox, it went Levine, Westbrook, Gildas Alexander, and Ball. And now it's up to Daigle to take his couple of picks. And then we'll hear about what you thought at Lamello at 23 and then what you're going to do at number 26. Actually, if you want to talk us through it here, let's talk about Lamello sure. and then what you're thinking about for the next one. Yeah, I feel like he's just, he, he really impressed me in his rookie year. I thought it was going to be a rough adjustment period, especially with his shooting. Obviously, we're not worried about shooting percentage in this league, but he really impressed me with how quickly he transitioned into the league. That injury really hampered him there. Yep. Um, toward, oh, man, I was hoping that Sabonis was going to Yeah, that's, that's crazy, the Sabonis. <laughs> that was going to last to me, and he just went. Um, I debated taking Sabonis over Ball, um, but I was hoping that Sabonis would squeak back through to me. But, Sabonis, uh, yeah, I, Sabonis I, was 10th like last year, by the way, in points leagues. All right, I'm up again here. All right, Let's so see. it was Sabonis and Bam. Sabonis, yeah, ranked 10th in points leagues last year. So 
That's a pretty big... I do think he's going to drop off somewhat under Rick Carlisle, a bit of a slower-paced team. TJ Warren's back. You're going to have Miles Turner all season. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that works. But yeah, that's a great pick at 24. So now, Mike, what are you doing here? 30 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, this is a bit of a homer pick. Oh, here we go. Uh, but I'll make it anyways. Ah, oh, damn, that's Vujovic. who I wanted. I wanted, uh, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted Vuce to, to slide back to me, but at least it lets me do this. It's Vuce. It's big Vuce. Vuce of bitch. Thanks, Perk. Uh, all right, so yeah, Vuce going at that spot. It is going to be really intriguing to see how the Bulls uh, handle uh, Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch together. Uh, I, I don't think anyone expects Vucevic to be as good as what he was last season where he was the 12th-ranked player in points leagues, averaging 46. I think you know, a 43, 42-point-per-game season is is a legitimate um, projection. Jimmy goes next at 27. Julius Randle goes at 28, and then Chrissy Middleton goes at 29, and that would put me absolutely on the clock and I don't know what I'm going to do I don't have any big men on the team I've got two guards um, so what do I do here I've got a couple of big men at the top of my projection list here alright let's uh, let's do it again this guy people won't think that he's necessarily a great option in uh, in points leagues but I don't care he is Rudy Gobert Rudy All right, I'll take Gobert at that position, number 30. He probably is a better category league player, but it's not it's not that different. He averaged, what, 40 fantasy points per game last year. That was good for 29th. That's fine. That's pick 30. I don't really see huge amounts changing for Gobert this season. So happy to get a big man on my uh, on my team there. And then Chris Paul goes next um, at pick 31. That's a Chris Paul, much better category league player, Mike, than a points league guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like last year was a complete best case scenario. Yeah, everything went his way last year. Adjustment, you know, to the new team went great. He was completely healthy, so I would expect some regression this year, just because it couldn't be any better than last year. He finished thirty seventh on a per game basis in points leagues last year as well. So I think you're you know, you're ex- you're tough to get him at thirty one. I don't think that's a great spot. I do like this pick here from Kev, who just picked Clint Capella and then Don Mitchell. That's a great pick to me for get him at, to get him at 33. I think he's probably a top 26, 27 type of guy in points league. So that's a really, really strong pick to uh, to get Donovan Mitchell there at that uh, at that position. Now we're up to this LeBron James named team, which I shouldn't have been surprised that he picked LeBron in that position. And he takes <laughs> Devin, Devin Booker. Now Booker obviously was a little bit disappointing last season. Um, definitely fell off compared to where he'd been in the past when he was playing alongside Chris Paul. Um, I'm just trying to see where even I have Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, he averaged 37 fantasy points last year, which was good for 44th. So he's yeah, he's, he's not bad. I think there are other guys I would have taken ahead of him in that um, in that spot. But that's uh, that's not a bad uh, not a bad selection of Booker there. Yeah, if, if Paul does have an injury, which he's yeah. certainly no stranger to, then all of a sudden that becomes a little bit better. Absolutely. Uh, Maga Porter Jr. goes next. Now, there's a lot of talk. People are asking. I see this all over the place. Hey, is there a list of players who are unvaccinated? Because, of course, if you don't have a COVID vaccination, you have to miss more time if you are caught in the protocols or you do contract COVID versus if you are um, vaccinated. And a lot of people just assume that Michael Porter isn't vaccinated. But there's no. that's not definitive. We don't know that. We're assuming that based on some of the things that he's done and said in the past. So are you are you taking a vaccination or presumed vaccination status into consideration at all when drafting guys? I don't know. Did, did you see that report? I think it was from Shams. I think it was last week about how they were 
if players from the home team in New York and California yeah. are not vaccinated, they can't play. Um, that could be the issue this year. So, I mean, that's definitely something to, that's to keep gross. in mind. I don't know if that's actually going to hold up, but that that was shocking when I saw that. There's there's two parts of that thing. Is it going to hold up in the teams not allow them to play or are the players not going to hold up and they get vaccinated? They're going to get vaccinated. There's, there's zero chance yeah. that I think... Because I don't think that the city... Is go because it's not not a team rule; it's a city rule. The city's not going to go. All right, yeah, you, you're good. You can play. They'll just say, "Well, bad luck. Like, deal with it." And the team will have to come into some sort of negotiation with the player or do something. I just don't think that they're going to give an exemption to a player um, based on that. But we will see. I, I don't think that yeah, we can yeah have issues with with Porter and some of his stances on on COVID and you know, his social distancing and following the rules and all that sort of stuff. That's fine. I don't think we presume that he doesn't have the vaccination. We just don't know about players. The only time we'll find out if players aren't vaccinated is when we hear that they are out and they are out for a, presume, like a prescribed amount of time, which is um, yeah, in line with the, the amount of days they'd be out if they weren't vaccinated. I don't think anyone's going to release a list of who is and isn't vaccinated at this point. After Porter, yeah. it's Porzingis. And then to start round four, we go DeAndre Aiden, Jonas Valanciunas, and Brandon Ingram. I don't think there's any controversy really in any of those selections. I did just do a, do a show about the Pelicans, and they were talking about Valanciunas um, and saying that maybe he only is like a 25-minute-a-night center. So there is a, an element of risk there in taking him in that position. Yeah, a little bit. But, man, he's when he's on the floor, oh, yeah. he is he's impressive. I was surprised that they traded him. Um He's only got one year. Like he's only got one year left, expiring deal, and I think they really want like a Tillman Jackson front court or a Clark Jackson front court to be what they build towards in the future. Um, they're yeah. they're under Memphis is under no, and I did a Memphis show today as well. Memphis is under no illusions as to what they are. They don't think they're challenging for a top four seed or a title this year, and that's why they made these moves. You get a top ten pick in. I didn't like what they did with the pick, but let's you know, build for two <laughs> years time, for three years time, and see where we go. And let's is Jackson going to be our center? Can Tillman and Jackson work together? We've got Adams in here for you know time being, but that's obviously not a long term play. They're just trying to build these guys up for the future. After Ingram goes Jalen Brown, which was um, who I was going to pick if he was available. JB, you've done it again. Um, unfortunately, I don't now have that option. I am looking at my pick at the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja Morant, if he is available. Um, I will also consider Yusuf Nurkic at my selection if he is available to me. And uh, who else will I look at? Maybe, uh, maybe Goose, Anthony Edwards. Ah. There goes Nurkic. So Holiday goes at <laughs> Holiday goes at forty-one. Nurkic goes at forty-two, and now it is my pick. So I am going to go with Morant, who, like De'Aaron Fox, is a much better player in a points league. And Morant's rank on on Yahoo is at forty-one. I'm taking him at forty-three in a category league. I wouldn't be taking him in this area, but this is the right spot for him in a points league. Uh, and then Malcolm Brogdon goes, oh, that's too early to me. Do you have any thoughts on that your Holiday, Nurkic, Morant, Brogdon run? Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, I, I do like Nurkic a lot. I hope he can stay healthy. They did a good job adding depth, though, bringing in Nance. I like that. But I don't have a, I don't have a big problem with any of those picks. Christian like you w- said, if you had gotten Morant, that would have worked out well. I did get Morant, so I'm happy with that. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was debating between Morant and Nurkic, but uh, I got Morant, so I'm bloody happy with that. Christian Wood goes at 45. Go. Benny Simmons goes at 46. Do you think there is a risk, Mike, as you prepare, actually, you prepare for your pick? Um, 
if people think there's a risk of taking Simmons and he's just not going to play. He's going to sit out. And I, I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, after you make your pick, you can weigh in on the Simmons situation. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I, I can't see a situation where he goes somewhere where it's a worse situation than where he is in Philadelphia as you go with his uh, current and perhaps former teammate, uh, Tobias Harris. What do you think about the Sim- Simmons situation? I was going to take Simmons uh, if he was there for me. I was kind of bummed I think it's that a, he went one pick before me. Yeah, I think it's brilliant he, to get him he's in a gonna play. Yeah, he's going to play. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I am. I uh, think he'll play. Oh, man. Who just went? Oh, DeJounte Murray, Murray and CJ McCollum. Next. I like uh, uh, I like Murray there. I don't particularly like McCollum in that area, um, but I do like... Actually, no, that's not true. I do like McCollum there. Um that's really good picks from Daigle. So back to you, Mike. What are you, what are you thinking? Talk us through what you're looking at here. Oh, that killed me. <laughs> I wanted Murray. Uh, I wanted Murray really bad there. So, I mean, I've got plenty of big men. Um, I, I like Lonzo Ball, but I feel like I can't go with him. Um, oh, man. That threw me for a little bit. Are you going to go with another homer pick in Lonzo? No, I can't. I, can't. I got one homer pick in, in, the, in the docket there. Uh, I'm just running down, Mike, under pressure. I know. I like to push it right to the last minute here. Well, you know what? I will do it. Let's take a risk here. Oh, the rock DJ, Robbie Williams. I think. I mean, the upside there is so high. Uh, I have t- three centers now, but Jokic, I can play him at power forward. And we've got the three utility spots, so no worry there. I, his ceiling is so high. I don't mind taking a risk on him there. Rock DJ. Um, I, I like Rob Williams for the season. I'm not as high on him in points leagues as I am in category leagues, but it's not, not an outrageous pick to get him in round five. Derek White goes there as well, which I think it's not bad as probably other guys I would have taken ahead of him. Uh, OG Ananobi goes, um, hmm, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I, I don't mind, um, I don't mind Ana, uh, Ananobi going there. What about Scarf? OG, stop OG, you better stop OG. But again, I think he's a guy that's probably better suited to being in a category league. Marcus Smart going, that's pretty high. That feels high for Smart at 53. Whew, um, some interesting picks there. I think Celtics fan. Yeah, has to be. <laughs> that's, I, I, like Marcus, I like Marcus Smart a lot. Again, there's just a lot of guys here who are available, I think, that are better, better than Smart. That's, that's, that's probably one of... It's my pick. I better shut up and, and actually make it here. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got uh, yeah, I agree with you, though. I think that was a little high on Smart. Goose is available, so I'm just going to take Anthony Edwards. All right, I talked about him before. I, I, I was considering him in that Jar Morant zone. I'm, I'm taking Edwards there at 54. I'm pretty happy to get him get him there. And then 55 is Lonzo Ball, so you can't take him. Inter- look at Yahoo updated our picks in the wrong order there. That's interesting. Yeah, that was weird. I thought <laughs> yours didn't go through. I was like, what the heck happened? Yeah, I didn't know either. I was pretty surprised. But anyway, I get Edwards at 54 and Lonzo, at, uh, Lonzo goes at 55. Two styles of beyond. So there's a couple of guys who are sitting around here who I am a little bit surprised are still available, especially when guys like Smart are going off the board. But it does change the calculus, especially when yeah, you don't know when ADP and rank numbers, are they based on category leagues? They're based on points leagues. For some of them, I think they're based on points. Some of them are based on categories. So it does throw things off. You just got to know what your team um, is doing and what your format is in your league to know when the right spot is to take people. That's why when I look at Fox as ADP at 40, I'm not worried about that because I know he's higher than that. And then there are other players who are you know, pushed in the opposite direction that you need to uh, pay attention to. DeRozan goes there. I think that's a really, really solid pick. How do you, how, who do you think takes the biggest step back, Levine, DeRozan, or Vooch in Chicago? Levine. I mean, really? he was just 
he was the only offensive option that they had. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he just had so many shots. I mean, I'm a Bulls fan, uh, so I watched just about every game uh, that I could. And he just – there was nobody that could shoot. And now that they have some actual offensive players on the team, I, I think his usage rate will take a big hit. I don't think he's going to get many assists either uh, as that he had last year because he was facilitating a lot because Kobe White was not a very good facilitator facilitator no and now they have Lonzo so who can I, pass I and DeRozan yeah I think I, yeah. I think he takes I think he takes a hit in terms of the passing I think he'll still be the number one offensive option I think DeRozan might actually be the third of, third offensive option but we'll have that, that nice passing numbers but it is how that all works that along with how the Lakers work with Westbrook Davis and, and LeBron they're probably the two most intriguing situations in terms of just offensive hierarchy and, and how that's all going to go down. Johnny Collins goes at 57, probably a little bit early for me. He finished outside the top 70 in points leagues last year at pick 57. But you know, 57 to 70 is not an outrageous number. But if I was if I was a Ligma beta Sugma, which of course I'm not, I would have waited to see if I could get him back around in the sixth round. Rashawn Holmes and then D'Angelo Russell. Russ, the Russell one to me was one that was really hanging around. Um, I thought he should have gone much earlier than that. And then McCall Bridges, um, which in a points league, I absolutely hate that pick. How do you view... Let's talk Bridges because that's one that's way off to me. He is a top 50-ish category league guy and maybe not a top 100 points league player. Yeah, he just doesn't get enough usage. And there's nights where he doesn't need to do anything and the Suns can still win. He can just disappear on, on the offensive end. I mean, he still does a lot defensively, uh, you know, on that side of the court. But, yeah, there's nights that he just disappears. Yeah. So I wouldn't have picked, made that pick either. Yeah, you can't pick him there. I, I think that's that's rough. Um, Tyrese Halliburton uh, goes next. Again, he's a much better category league player than points league guy. It's not as, not as bad as the Bridges selection, in my opinion. I think he's more of a... Yeah, a seventh round, you know, 75 to 85 type of player in a points league, not at 61. So that, to me, is a little bit of a reach, especially with um, Heald still around, Barnes still around, the drafting of Davion Mitchell. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I love. I think Bearded, uh, Bearded Hefner sorry, is doing pretty well here with a, a nice deal with Russell, a nice deal with Hayward at that selection. Of course, you know, he gets injured a ton. And then his teammate, Terry Rogier goes next. Um, yeah, some, some really... Really interesting picks here. I like the Rogier one, but there are, there are a couple of guys just really, really hanging around here that I'm uh, hoping are going to slide to me in three picks time. I'm very, very interested to see where this goes. Um, who is picking don't now? J- don't jinx it this time. <laughs> oh, no. That's all right. I, I, every one of my picks, I've been pretty happy with who I've gotten, even though there was a couple that I missed out of, missed out on, unfortunately, but I've been pretty happy with the results so far. Um. If you are watching this on YouTube, tell us uh, at this point, whose team do you think is uh, is looking the strongest? Uh, drop that in the comments below if you are watching this. And then you can tell us at the end how you, uh, how you think it's all going to work out. Just really winding the clock down here. Ligma after reaching for John Collins' last pick, what, what I thought was a reach. I could be wrong. That's all my opinion. Oh. Darry, yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, that was one that was on my, uh, in my queue. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says Turner. That's a good pick. Turner's falling. Not really. Turner's not a very good points league guy, but he is right up there in Yahoo's rank at number 40. And I'm glad that people are realizing that um, you shouldn't just be following those numbers. Jaron Jackson, Draymond Green, they both go. So now it is my selection. And I am going to take Karis Levert. I need a forward. I think Karis Levert has issues with efficiency, but we do not give a single shit about that in this format. So Levert comes to me. Miles Bridges goes. Uh, I would, in a point say, would you have Miles ahead of McCall Bridges? 
I don't know how much Miles Bridges is going to play. Uh, the uh, Hornets guy I spoke I would... to thinks he's going to start. Oh man, I don't know. I would have I would have Miles ahead of the call. Is he a token starter though? Like, no, no, they think he's going to play. Does he, does he get anywhere 30. near thirty minutes a game? Yeah, they think is he'll he play more like a twenty-five minute a game guy. No, they think he'll play thirty. He played twenty-nine last you year. Think they, so? they, they think he'll play thirty. Yeah, they're pretty high on, on what he's going to bring. They think there's a chance. Yeah, this is just the opinions of people who cover it. They think he might play more yeah. than more than PJ. To be honest, I I hope so. <laughs> for I hope so for sixty-eighth pick there. Yeah, Kemba Walker at sixty-nine and Miles Turner at seventy. That's the right spot for Turner. Kemba. I think Kemba can beat this number on a per-game basis. We just worry about his knee, but we know he's going to get minutes and shots, and he's on a team with less offensive options or fewer offensive options, if you want to use English correctly, versus the team he was on last year. So he could get higher usage and higher scoring. Just the injuries are the worry there. That was the one that I wanted you... Mike, this bastard Mike Barner, Spencer Dinwiddie was who I wanted. Now, (laughs) I don't think Spencer's a good uh, category league guy. Been points league. That That is theft to get him at 71, I reckon. Uh, Allen, Jared Allen goes yeah. at 72, Cunningham at 73, and then Jeremy Grant at 74. So tell us your, your thought process on those two picks. Yeah, I really, it was Garland or Dinwiddie for me is who I was hoping for uh, with that first of those two picks. I think Dinwiddie is in a great spot on the Wizards. And exactly like you said, he's more of a points league guy um, than categories. And And Grant, I don't expect him to produce like he did last year. Nope. They've added quite a bit on that team. Um, but I felt like that late, I'd like him to fill my forward spot. I feel like he's a safe option um, who could still be, you know, one of their top offensive guys. I was debating Levert or Dinwiddie at my pick. So, yeah, I was hoping he'd get back around. But, yeah, that's that's really good to get him there. Kyle Lowry, I think that's a really good pick there from Aiden as well um, at the start of round seven in, in pick number 75. Lowry's always going to have some sort of injury risk. Now, in, in general, I make it a rule not to pick players who enter the season injured. But Pascal Siakam, I don't know how much time he's going to miss. I think he can be like a top 35 per game guy and he's sitting there. Do I pull that trigger when it comes back around to my pick at number 78? It's very, very low for Pascal Siakam. Um, but I, I just I don't know. I think he's probably going to miss more time and there are other options out there that I'm going to prefer. But that is real... That is some really good value. Ah, Colin Sexton and Isaiah Stewart. I was going to pick Colin Sexton as well. That's the other one there that I was going to go with. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. So now what do I do? Um, Yeah, Siakam is staring at me, but I think I'm going to take someone who, again, has significantly more value in a points league, and that is Rowan Barrett Jr., um, onto my team there, uh, and then Yakupurdo goes next. So you're getting these. Look, you see my guys that I've got here. Morant struggles with efficiency. Fox struggles with efficiency. Lavert struggles with efficiency. Barrett struggles with efficiency. But they all get boosts in points leagues, so they fall a little bit. So I'm happy to get those guys on my team. I think Purdle is let's say a little bit too high, but not not massively. I, I really like Purdle. I think he's in for a really big season this year, Mike. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs are have hit rebuild mode, uh, and he seems like he's primed to play quite a bit. So, yeah, that's a good pick there. Mike Conley goes. Of course, we just worry with Conley about injuries. Um, I think if it gets back to me, I'm going to have to pull the trigger on Siakam at 91. I can't let him go at 91. Like, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to last that long. I know he's going to miss a month or so. But at 91, slotting, here, slotting him, say, 20 games of a... Of a waiver wire player and 60 games of Siakam, I think at 91, 
brings me brings me enough value. Um, how, what do you view like these guys who are going to be injured to start the season? Are you just completely off them? I generally am, but again, there is a spot where I've got to make that move. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely don't want to take any in the first, you know, five six rounds. But like you said, we're getting we're getting down low enough here to where it's not crazy. I mean, if you took them, I mean, you'd be taking them just inside the top 100. I don't think that's stretched by any man. No, look, if he's there for my pick, I, I am taking him. Devontae Graham goes to me. That's too early for Graham. Um, I, what's his usage going to be? Third option, maybe, maybe fourth. I think Nikhil Alexander Walker gets a fair bit of usage in New Orleans. I don't love that one for Graham, even though his efficiency problems aren't really an issue here. TJ Warren is a good pick at that spot. Uh, cousin Kev, Kevin Porter at nine, uh, 83, I think is a really, really solid pick. It might be rough at times for Porter when he tries to fit in with John Wall and Jalen Green. We saw him struggle next to John Wall last season, but in a points league, he is better than in, than in category leagues. He was another option for me that I was weighing up when I picked RJ Barrett. Um, what do you think about Porter, one of the most you know, overrated fantasy players last year, but in a points league, he is, he's almost worth the hype that he was afforded last season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean... The Rockets certainly look a lot different than they did last year when he was just carrying them because they had basically nobody. Um, again, I think we're late enough in the draft here where if, if you like him, I don't think it's a problem reaching for him for a round or two. He certainly has the upside. And if we get towards the end of the season again and big-time tank mode and a couple injuries, he could be putting up some crazy numbers. Oh, yeah. That's great for you. I think in a point, if he goes in round six or, to be honest, even the end of round five, I don't think that's a complete... You know, waste of a pick in a points league. In a yeah. category league, yeah. it is, but in a points league, no. Yeah. And then Buddy Heald rounds yeah. us out at 84. I don't know what to think of Buddy Heald this year, to be honest. Um, his shooting was bad uh, in two-point range last year, but I think this is a fair area. It's nothing nothing wrong at all with that selection. Bogdan Bogdanovich goes at 85. Again, he was red hot last year from three. Whether that cools off or not remains to be seen. The DeAndre Hunter impact is something we don't really know because we didn't really see this Hawks team healthy last year, Mike. Yeah, they entered the season and they kind of felt like a shaky fantasy situation because they had so much depth. Uh, And then all of a sudden, that depth just petered away one injury after another. Yes, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They were that injured that uh, Kevin Herter played 31 minutes a night, which he has zero chance of being able to do if everyone is healthy this season. But that's that's how banged up they were. Yeah, Yeah, Hunter, Bogdanovich, Reddish, they all missed tons of time. And if they're all playing 72, 73 games, it's going to be really hard for some of these guys to repeat. Jordan Clarkson goes at 86. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. No, I'm pretty confident about how I feel about that. I don't think I like that whatsoever. Um, can Clarkson do anything better than he did last year? I don't think so. No, I, I he's just, yeah, that was, that one, again, was pretty close to kind of like what we were talking about with Chris Paul. That was pretty much best case scenario yeah. for Clarkson last year. So, Yeah, I don't, I don't really see how... Yeah, that, that doesn't make a ton of, ton of sense to me there. Still waiting to see if I... Uh, I would love for someone else to take Pascal Siakam here so I don't have to break my rule of taking an injured player. <laughs> but if he... Keldon, Jesus. I, I... I Actually, Keldon Johnson, better in points leagues than category leagues because he's so empty in assists, steals, and blocks that it does really hurt his category league value. I don't mind it there. I think there are uh, other better options. There are a lot of people expecting a huge breakout from Keldon, and it is possible with the absence of DeMar DeRozan, but... They did bring Thad Young in, who is, I assume, going to play. And he'll get some of those minutes at power forward. And you know, DeJounte and Derek White and Lonnie Walker, they'll take some of those shots away. So it's not Keldon getting all of DeMar's shots. Um, are you hoping for a big improvement from him? 
semi-improvement. Uh, I don't have a problem with him at that point. I think maybe I would have waited another round. But again, we're at the point of the draft here where if you're high on a player, it's not like there's a lot of eye-popping guys still on the board. Um, so if, if you like that player and you want to reach from a round or two, I don't have a problem with it. Well, if you want to talk about someone who's not eye-popping, Brooke Lopez went at 88. I... <laughs> I I could not I could not be against that any more than what I uh, than what I currently am. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't pick him yeah, inside I, the top. I try to stay positive, but that's yeah, that's rough. <laughs> outside the I wouldn't pick him inside the first ten rounds. Um, Andrew Wiggins, that is a great pick. That he was on my board. He was him or Siakam for me, and I am going to be left with Siakam here. And I'm going to have to make that call. But again, at 91, if he doesn't play 20 games, a waiver wire guy and streaming a waiver wire guy. Absolutely works there. Mitchie Robinson, um, who is, let's be honest, a shit uh, points league player. He goes off the board there. So that takes him out of this discussion for, for me, which he wasn't in that discussion anyway. All right, it's got to be Siakam. All right, let's, let's do it. At 91, it is a gigantic steal, even though there is that injury risk. And I don't really mind if he has to sit two months because, again, this is a potential top 35 player when he's healthy. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with getting him that late. Depressed penis Sadiq Bay goes at 92. Feels too early for me. Bay, I just... Cunningham, Grant, these guys are going to get the shots. Um, Bay is going to be a spot-up option. I don't I don't see it. There are, just, there are too many other guys out here for me to be taking flyers on Sadiq Bay. Um, who are you looking at to target here? Two more picks to your selection. Yeah, uh... I might get lambasted for this, but I'm I'm very high on Nikhil Alexander Walker. No, this is the uh, right spot for him. I think that he's going to have a big year for the Pelicans. I'm kind of surprised he's still here. Of course, now that I talk about it, I'll probably lose him in a couple of picks. No, I think this is um, absolutely the right area for him. I, I would like to take him if he's still there. I, I do need another guard too. Um, so he's kind of, and, and there he is. So yeah, I got lucky. Yep. Jalen Green goes at 93. Wendell Carter goes at 94. Alex, if, if Carter is the starter and plays 28 minutes, that's a fine pick. But if Bumba cuts in, that's a worry there. Alexander Walker at 95 is a yep. really, really solid selection there. Um, there's a couple of couple other guys sort of hanging around. Now we're getting to a st- stage where I don't have too many guys you know, hovering at the top of my board who I'm really curious as to why they're still available. So it is going to be a tougher pick for me coming back. Because most of my other picks, I've had a real standout, standout options. Go, well, these guys are clear options for me here. It's probably not going to be that way as we go back to your pick now as Daigle takes a pair of Raptors slash former Raptors in uh, the wiki Chris Boucher and Storm and Norman Powell. They go at 96 and 97. Mike, it is back to you. What are you doing? Yeah, I feel like I'm at the point here. I like the base of the team that I've built that I don't mind taking a little bit of a risk. Um, so again, we're in uh, pick 98, so we're almost in the outside the top 100. I'll take a chance on John Wall. Uh, he's going to be hurt a lot, I'm sure. Um, but when he's healthy, I think I'll get some nice numbers out of him. So I, would, I don't mind him for my second utility spot. I'll take the chance. When he's healthy, he will smash that number. I'm pretty sure. The problem is, is do you get 60 games or do you get 30 games? Or what do you get? If you get 70 games, that's, yep. that's almost like a winner, a, a draft winning move. But... Yeah, I'd take 60. Yeah, <laughs> if look, I get 60, I'd be happy. If, I think if you get 50, it's almost worth it at that spot, to be honest. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even sure you get 50. But again, you can play in those games and then you piss him off later in the season and, and grab someone in off the wire to fill that area. Yep. Um, after after Wall goes Steve Adams, hate it. I couldn't hate it more. Uh, Al Horford and Eric Bledsoe. Jesus, that is just a run of picks that I do not like. I was going to say shit picks, but 
picks that I do not like will be more. Um, uh, How about dull selections? Yeah, dull. <laughs> Those are dull. That Those is dull players, dull selections. <laughs> no, I hate this. I hate this area. Of, I don't know what I'm going to do here at this spot. Um, whew. This is a chance to take a, a risk. I feel like we've hit that point in the draft. That's yeah. why I don't mind taking well, I'll, I, I I'll took it. I'll give you a chance to think yours through. I took it uh, with but, um, Siakam. Okay, I keep talking while I have That's right. You, you got your risk. That's right. That's true. All right. I'm going to do this. We're going to go people who aren't risky. I'm just going to take Kyle Anderson, who I think is pretty solid. There was a couple of other options I had, but I'm just, I'll just go with Kyle Anderson there. It's solid enough. Um, I did have a, you know, I'm a bit lacking in some forwards. So I'm okay with him there. And then I'll probably go flyer again with the next pick, but I didn't want to go too, uh, too risky-ish sort of guys because the other guy I had there that I was going to look at is John Isaac. But I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to be ready for opening night. It looks like he will be, but it's still up in the air. And he's not as good in points leagues as he is in category leagues. And Jalen Suggs just went. He was the other guy that I was debating. Who again, there is upside there, but we don't know the full role of him. So I just went a little bit safer with Anderson there. But Suggs was one of the guys that I was uh, looking at. What are your thoughts on Isaac for this upcoming season? Yeah, he's he's risky. Uh, I would have I wouldn't have taken him. I think you made the right choice there with with Kyle Anderson, uh, especially since you made your risky pick. Mm. with Siakam in the previous round. And to call Siakam a risky pick is kind of funny too because when he does come back, I feel like he's one of the safest options you can get. That's it. It's just a matter of how long to play the waiting game for. Okay, Um, if Siakam comes... It's kind of like the opposite. When I took Wall, Wall will be healthy at the beginning of the season. He won't be there at the end. Siakam will kind of be the other way around. Um, There are a lot (laughs) of picks here that I'm hating. Like I I don't know what it is. Maybe my projections are just very different. Like Gary Trent going there. Like No, thank you. Uh, PJ Washington I do like. Evan Fournier... I do like in in that spot as well. Um, yeah, I I, I hate the he's Gary. He's a very Trippick. underrated passer, Fournier. He's yeah, a very he underrated passer. He's, he's a really good player, um, and I think he's going to have a pretty solid role. Like I don't think they paid him that much for him to split minutes with Alec Burks. Which uh, there are people who are suggesting that. Oh yeah, him and Rose and quickly they'll all just play twenty seven minutes a night. Like they won't. Uh, to me, Fournier plays thirty two, thirty three. Maybe he plays thirty five minutes a night. Fournier at this point, like I know I took this guy earlier, but Fournier is a better player than RJ Barrett at this point. like So, yeah. if Tibbs wants to win, and if there's anyone who wants to win in the world, it's <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. Um, Fournier probably should play more than Barrett. He is a better player at this point. Maybe that changes this anybody season. Anybody who knows how to run their starters into the ground. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So, uh, that might not be... A, playing time might, certainly might not be a problem. Charlie, Charlie Rock just letting it really wind down there. Evan Mobley goes at number 108. I like that for Mobley. I, I really like that. There is a risk for what they're going to do with Larry Markinen, Jared Allen. Do they play Kevin Love at all? But yeah, I think when we're talking second half of the season, Mobley will beat that number pretty comfortably and maybe push top 70, definitely in a category league top 70. But yeah, in a points league, there's still value uh, value in him there. Um, I just realized that people can't really see the uh, draft boards. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take our lovely, uh, our lovely faces off and... Uh, that's probably good for the viewers. Get my face off. There you go. You can see the rest of that. See the rest of that screen there, down the bottom of that draft. I apologise, people there on YouTube who didn't uh, get access to that screen straight away. All right. So now we're waiting on Charlie, who did made his pick. Was he on auto or not? No, he wasn't. He just really letting it wind down. Dennis Schroeder again. Just hate it. I just I hate the pick. Uh, Kelly Olynyk at one hundred and ten. I think is okay, but. Again, he's better category league guy than points guys. There are some very, very big valuation differences here versus how I view them. How do you view Schroeder? I, I just I don't think he's going to play enough in Boston. 
I don't think he's going to have nearly the role of a facilitator either. When you consider how much uh, Tatum and Brown have the balls in their hands, you know, it could be just a lot of hollow points scoring. You know, I mean, that could be what he does. Um, Smart's also a good facilitator too. So yeah, he's, I, I was really disappointed in how that season ended for him last year. And I think more disappointment could follow him to the Celtics. The argument that people use for Schroeder is, oh, it's a contract year. He's going to go out there and show the NBA yeah, that he wants, that he deserves more money and that, yeah, he, that he needs that. But the thing that people don't realize or don't think about, last year was a contract year for Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah. right? He was yeah, playing 100%. to become a free agent to get a big contract. And how did that work out? Not well. So yeah. the thing that I always have issues with contract is, is people use that that terminology when someone has a big year. But when they're in a contract year and they have a terrible year and cost themselves money, people ignore it and they go, oh, the next one. The next one's the contract year. It's a very much positive bias. Um, it's my picks now. So we've got Alinek, Harrison Barnes, Boyan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Joshy Giddy. Uh, I like the Giddy pick. Uh, John Isaac's still there. I don't think I'm going to take that risk with him in this position. The other guys at the top of my board are relatively risky. I don't think this bloke is all that risky. So let's go with Farton Will Barton in that position. Oh, yeah. Darn you. Darn yes. you, Josh. Yes, yes, yes. So he's uh, he's who I want there. TJ McConnell. Oh, lick nuts. I, yeah, that makes me want to lick nuts, to be honest. That is not a good pick either in my mind. Oh, Man, I Who's was going to take Mason Plumlee too. So he was I. He was going to be my turnaround guy. Hopefully, I was hoping he would get back to me. Yeah, that's annoying. All right, good pick from you, Joe, to get uh, Mason Plumley uh, in that position. TJ, hate the McCoy. I don't think I've done a mock draft in the last couple of years where I've hated more picks than I have in this. And that is not to say that I'm right, because I am not. I am not right 100%. Nobody is. But if there's, the amount of picks that have just been off my evaluation is weird. Um I like Aaron Gordon there. What are you doing, Mike, uh, at your pick here, which is uh, Gordon went at 118. This is you at 119. I'm fuming because I lost the two guys that I wanted. Uh, I I guess I'll go boring here, and uh, I'm not a homer because he's not on my team anymore. Yeah, I like it. But I'll take Thad Young. I mean, he was so impressive in the role there. I mean, he was putting up triple doubles. Yeah. Um, So, you know, he could get some run for a bad team. I think it's worth a shot there. He was in my queue. Of guys to uh, of guys to take. My worry was that what if he does end up getting moved, and then the role reduces. That, that's that's my worry there. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I like that pick at the end of round ten, hundred and twenty in a points league for Dylan Brooks is is pretty good value to me. And yeah, like Young was right at the top of my draft board along with with uh, Johnny Isaac, who again uh, just it's. It's getting to a stage where I'm gonna have to take him. I think when we get back at Kevin Herter, I don't like that one at all. I think Herter. Doesn't get 25 minutes a night this year, to be honest. Um, all right, where are you going? Are you rolling the dice? Are you going risky, or is John Wall enough of a risk for you? Yeah, I think I'm pretty. I'm, I'll, I'll take another risk in a couple rounds, probably. But uh, I, I, I think I mentioned him earlier when we were talking about uh, Nurkic. I really like uh, Larry Nance this year. I think he's going to have a big year off the bench. I mean, he's one Nurkic injury away from being really busy. So I'll take him as my first guy on my bench. Uh, I have a. F- Pretty center-heavy team, um, but I think that I like his upside, and to put him on my bench, I'll go with that. I don't mind it. I probably would have waited a little bit longer, but he probably wouldn't have got back to you. Um, Kelly Oubre goes next, which I think is, again, probably marginally early, but it's not too far off. Reggie Jackson at 124. Nothing wrong with that pick as well. Someone taking Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi's playing at all this year, but you're getting him at 125, I understand. I, I just don't think I'd be drafting him at all. So now it is back to my pick. I think, I think at this point, 
he's not he's not actively injured at the moment. I am I'm gonna take that risk on Johnny Isaac. Um yeah, I am I am gonna take that risk on him and uh because if it pans out, that's probably 30, 40 spots of value that I've uh, that I've gathered there. And again, he hurt himself in August 2020. So we are going to be 14 months post-knee injury for him. So I expect him to be okay. Hopefully. Yeah, the, the weight paid off for you there. That was... Yeah. I mean, that worked out pretty well. So there's you know, two injured guys. Well, actually, Isaac's not actually injured at the moment. So that's fine. So Siakam's going to miss the start of the season. Maybe Isaac is limited early on. But again, where I'm getting him... I'm okay with that, and I think I can make up some value with some of these later picks. So I'm pretty happy to get him uh, at that spot. I, I think he's, yeah. You know, if he plays, if he plays 30 minutes a night, which I don't actually project him to do, I think that he is you know, pushing top 70, 75 in points leagues. At 27 minutes a night, he should be top 100. Uh, it's it's great for me to get him at 126. Killian Hayes goes at 127. Nice upside type pick which again, we should be looking at in this area. So I, I do like that selection from Styles of Beyond, which is uh, Karan. And then Malik Beasley goes to Kevin. I, I just did a Timbal show yesterday and we're trying to talk about Malik Beasley's value. I worry about where he fits in this team. I think they should bring him off the bench. I don't think they will. What are you, how are you viewing Malik Beasley for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean... Boy, he sure looked impressive when he was taking on one of their leading scoring roles last season. But I agree with you. I, I think he's better suited uh, with a with a leading role on the bench. Um, it's again, we're late enough in the draft where I don't really try to kill any of these because you know we're looking at first or second bench players for some people. Um, but again, I, I I agree with you. I think he's there's definitely some risk with taking him. At number 129, uh, James Wiseman. Where are you now? All right, he goes there. Um, I don't. If the Warriors want to win, they shouldn't play him unless he makes significant. They shouldn't play him a lot unless he makes significant improvements. But he could make significant improvements, and that's going to be one to watch. If it's Zubats goes at 130, and then Kyle Kuzma at 131. A lot of people, Mike, look at Kuzma and they go, "Oh, now he's away from LeBron. He's got this real opportunity in Washington." And I push back on that and say. I'm not sure he plays anymore because they have got Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, Davis Bertans, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who are all going to have to get minutes at the three and the four. So it's not a, an open runway for Kuzma to play 30 minutes. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. I, you said it perfectly. Yeah, he's. I think it's the name and the fact yep. that he was a highly regarded young player on the Lakers is why people like him so much. He's never really been that impressive. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not expecting a breakout season from him by any means. Unfortunately for him, that he uh, he uh, he broke up with his girlfriend as well, which uh, is a <laughs> real shame. The Cole Kuzma dating life is something that I'm always always right on top of. Jay Sean Tate goes at 132. Um, I'm only on top of it because I, I know his girlfriend from watching uh, Making the Cut on Amazon. Uh, Winnie Harlow was his girlfriend. I, di- I didn't know that. I was surprised to see my two worlds of fashion reality TV mix in with uh, with basketball. Um, <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker, that is clearly an upside pick. Going there at 133, and then Trumer Kiki at 134. Probably a better category league guy than a points league guy. There are a couple of guys really hanging around here. What do you make of um, Horton Tucker? Do you think that's worth an upside pick at what the start of round 12? Uh, I don't. The, the, the don't Lakers are just so deep. I, I, I'd be avoiding the guys on their bench. They're just so deep. They've got so many, and you know, they're, they clearly have a championship in mind. They've got the veterans that they like, so... There might be nights where Horton Tucker has a really, really small role. Yeah, 
because they could go. And I do when I did the Lakers show last weekend or whatever it was. You know, Allington, Monk, these guys might not even play every night. None, Rondo, they're not going to. There's they've got thirteen rotation guys, and they're not going to play them exactly. all every night. I think Horton Tucker will yeah. play most nights, but he doesn't have a thirty minute runway. Like it's just unless he just takes big big steps forward, I'm not sure about it. I don't mind it as a flyer pick here, one of your bench guys, but I'm not sure it's going to last. Monty Morris, I like. I love. I love the Lou Dort pick here. He is horrendous yeah. in terms of efficiency, but we do not care at all. So I, I really think that's a, a pretty good spot to grab Dort. I'm happy that the guy that I am after is still available. And I can tell everyone who it is because you know, I've got the pick before you. I want Rui Hachimura here. And people will, will say, Josh, you don't think Rui Hachimura is good? Yes, that remains true. But he is a good points league player. And I do think that they will invest more into him than they will into a Kyle Kuzma. And I feel... Still think he'll play his 30 minutes. Jaden McDaniels goes at 137. Nick Batum at 138. Better category league guys and points guys, but again, nothing wrong with selecting them there. Again, there, there are better options around, and I think one of those better options is the player that I'm going to pick, and that is uh, Rui Hachimura, and we'll see how he goes. But again, a much better points league player than a category league guy. Larry Markinen at 140. I have zero interest in Markinen. I don't... Yeah, you're a Chicago man. What? what why should anyone have hope in Larry Markinen? I don't know, because he looked awful last year. He looked scared, tentative. I mean, he, he can't play any defense. I, he got his he got a nice contract. Good for him. But, man, that is not a good landing spot for him whatsoever. No, it is not. Clay Thompson goes at 141. Again, that's just an injured reserve stash guy. I probably wouldn't draft Clay, to be honest, too. As you said, we probably isn't back at full strength until we hit all-star break. Uh, Brandon Clark and then Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles for you. Okay. Talk me through the Joe Ingles one. I don't, I don't particularly like that pick, Mike. So why are we going Ingles there? He was 140th in points leagues, averaging 24 fantasy points last year. Well, let me make my next pick here, and All then right. I will tell you why I like my man because I am on the clock again. All right, so I'll uh, tell you, uh, Hero and Bagley went after that. I like, I like, <laughs> I like both of those picks actually. To be honest, in points leagues, but Bagley's significantly better, and I don't mind Hero there. I think both of those are pretty solid picks. So let's see if you can, uh, you can impress me with this next pick. Now, if I can redeem myself, because why you make like that pick. pick? This is what happens in the in the <laughs> chat here. Kevin just said Josh Lloyd drafting Rui Hachimura is not something I expected to see today, and that's why it's important to know, regardless if you think a player is good or not. Regard, you have to know what your format is. You have to know what your league is, and I don't think Hachimura is all that good. But I know that the Wizards really want to invest in him and continue to gift him minutes as they've done all this time, and he's so much better in a points league. So yes, I would happily take him in a points league in a category league. No way, he's not going anywhere near my team, but. In this league, in this format, in this spot, sure. Whew, right, right, Mike. Now, I just did a Memphis show. We talked about the cashier, Xavier Tillman. So what, what are we doing? Why are you taking Xavier Tillman? Now, I think there's upside in it. So what's your thought process? What's his pathway to beat this draft spot? Yeah, again, I, I'm i not a Steven Adams guy. I don't think that that's a, a good fit with the Grizzlies. I could see him being moved at some point. I think Tillman showed in flashes last year. Um, so I don't mind taking a chance on him as my second to last pick and i'll circle back to the Ingles one uh, since i know you love that one as well uh my my, my team's very thin on guards okay uh I'll, i have lamello dinwiddie alexander walker and john wall uh so i am prepared for another mike Connolly injury and i think Ingles is more of a safer guy that i can plug in uh maybe when Connolly gets hurt and wall or her at the same time and i need to fill in that spot there um so i feel a little safer with Ingles as my 
first guard off the bench. It's my pick here. Before I talk about that, uh, Terrence Mann went... Uh, so Otto Porter at 147, Terrence Mann at 148, and then the headmaster, Jamal Murray, goes at 149. Now, uh, that's that's fair, but that guy also took Kawhi Leonard two rounds earlier. These guys aren't back Ooh. until you know, Kawhi, April, Jamal, March. That is a waste. I, you got IR slots, but that is still a waste because like, you're just going to be holding those spots all season. Absolutely no need. And not, let me make my pick. I'm going to take Timmy Hardaway at that yeah. spot. can't believe Tim Hardaway lasted that long, to be honest. I love Tim Hardaway, but yeah, in a points league, there's tremendous value, I think, in getting him at 150. And that leaves me one more pick coming around the back end here. So would you draft Kawhi or Jamal Murray? To me, they're the two guys I just wouldn't touch, especially Kawhi. I definitely 100% would not take Kawhi. If you want to take a flyer with Murray in your last pick, I feel that's a little bit more justified, um, but I'm avoiding both players. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Dan Gafford, I like that one from Kevin. Um, I don't know what the hell the Wizards are going to do because they could have three starting <laughs> yeah. center, starting caliber type centers in Harrell, Tom Bryant, and um, and Gafford. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, Goran Dragic goes at 153. It, the, it, it, just, it seems like it is inevitable that he is going to Dallas. But it hasn't happened yet. I don't know what the holdup is, but it does seem inevitable at this point that he heads to the Mavericks and he'll be in a maybe 23-minute-a-night role in Dallas. But that that would scare me off from drafting him, I think, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange situation with him. It feels like he should have been moved already. Uh, uh, but then again, we're still you know over a month away from the start of the season, so things can change. But yep. yeah, it doesn't feel like it's going to... Be the, uh, it's it's a weird situation. Derek sure. Rose Derek Rose goes at one fifty four. That's 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 totally fine to me. Um, Punch Bob goes at one fifty five. There is a bloke absolutely hanging around here that I know. I just talked about the Wizards' center depth being a concern, but Montrezl Harrell is still around now. People will know. I don't think Montrezl Harrell is particularly good, but he still averaged almost twenty six fantasy points last year in twenty three minutes a night. I think he can play that and have that sort of a role on the Wizards again and. Yeah, we're talking. We're outside the top one hundred and fifty here. Um, I am surprised that Harold has not gone. I will pick him if it gets if he gets back to me at my spot. The other guy who's sitting there for me that really standing out is Derek Favors. Sure, there's a potential Al Horford scenario, but he could also be their starting center for forty five games and play thirty minutes a night and be a top eighty guy. And then, much like you were John Warpick, you move on from him later on once uh, once he does get hurt or once he does sit down. So those two guys are really standing out to me as uh, pretty strong options here as the Italian cock. Danilo Gallinari goes at 156 and Nerlens Noel at 157. Um, Noel, bad points league player and limited opportunity unless there's a Robinson injury. So yeah, I, I get holding him in case Robinson gets hurt, but I'm not sure I love that pick there. What's your, what's your take on Harrell as I uh, as I prepare to pick him as it comes back around? Yeah, I, I think that'd be a good spot to grab. I mean, he's shown when he gets minutes, he can be productive. Yeah. Now the problem was on the Lakers, he just... He didn't get the playing time, and then he just completely fell out of the rotation. Um, but, I, you know, I think he does have a path to more consistent minutes here. And, I I mean, you're looking at your last pick. I, I feel like that's about as good of a last pick as you can make. Tom Bryant's not going to be ready to start the season. I could, I could very easily make an argument that out of Gafford, Bryant, and Harrell, that there are nights when you wouldn't play Harrell. Bryant's pretty good oh. offensively. Gafford's good. There he goes. Gafford's good defen- go. defensively. <laughs> But you got to take that fly. So Harold goes. Patrick Williams goes next at 160. Second-year guy. He's going to start. But is he ever going to touch it, Mike? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, 
they, they were the whole thing last year was they were trying to get him to be more aggressive on the offensive end, but now they don't need him to be. Uh, they just need him to provide them with some defense and size at the power forward spot. He's not going to shoot much. I have got a couple of options for my pick. I am debating Darius Baisley, Derek Favors, who's the top of my list there. I am worried about that, but again, I think he can in the games that he plays, he can be top one hundred, probably, almost definitely. Uh, again, like exactly like you said, you can milk it for what you can in the beginning of the season. He's the last guy that you're drafting, and then. You know, if, if you have to get rid of favors in a couple of months, you got a couple of months of good, decent value out of him. Royce O'Neal went at 162, who I think there is absolutely no upside in whatsoever. So, yeah, that's who went ahead there. I took favors at 163. I think, again, top 100 sort of guy. Andre Drummond just went after me. He'll be good on the nights that Embiid is out, but are you drafting someone for 20 games of the year? I'm not sure about that. To me, there's just names sitting around. Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Baisley. Um Marcus Aldridge, I think, is worth worth a look at, at this pick. I, he started the games that he played for Brooklyn. He played like 27 minutes, and he looked okay. I don't know what they do with him this year, but I think he's worth a pick uh, coming up here. Well, who, who have you narrowed it down to? You've got two picks and two yours, or one pick and two yours. You've got two names there. Who are you going for? Yeah, I'd like to go Cole Anthony uh, if he's still there. So I'm, I'm hoping I can take a shot on him. Uh, I definitely need a guard. Um, so I'm looking for upside guards. So I, I've also got my eyes on um, Maxi as, as a potential, oh, yeah. seeing how the Simmons situation plays out. So one of those two guys is who I'm going to take. Yep, I like uh, I like that idea very much. Let's see. So, oh, he missed out on Cole Anthony. <laughs> well, that's okay. So I'll just take Maxi. So there we right, go. There you go. Maxi. <laughs> Cole Anthony goes at one. Uh, Marcus Morris at 165. Cole Anthony 166. Tyrese Maxi at 167. Um, and then the last pick. Daigle looking to make it. Who's he going to take with this last pick at number 168? Obviously, we're doing 14 rounds in this draft. I think that is the fairest way. I know the standard is 13. I think 14 is fairer. You get the extra bench spot, which I think is useful, but you also means that, that everyone gets to you know, pick first. Like when you do a snake draft, you've got 13. It's uneven rounds. So if you pick first, you pick first in seven rounds and last in six. But if you have 14 rounds, you get to pick first in seven and last in seven. I just think it's fairer. Anyway, last pick, Daigle. Wraps us up with the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. That is the draft done. Um, I'm going to bring bring us back in here over on the screen, Mike, uh, and have a have a chat about that. How did you uh, How did you find that draft? Was it uh, challenging? Was it Was it How many mock drafts have you done this season so far? This is just my second one. Uh, it's my first points league. I did a nine cat head to head mock on Friday. Um, so this is just my second one of the season, slowly working my way out of football and, and back into basketball. So uh, I like how my team came out. I would feel a little bit better if I had a solid uh, fourth guard and John Wall was not my fourth guard, but I really like my big men. Um, and I think this could be a competitive team. All right. So I'll run through my team, then you can run through yours. So I, I Harden, Fox, Siakam, Gobert. Jamarant, Anthony Edwards, Karis LeVert, RJ Barrett, John Isaac, Kyle Anderson, Derek Favors, Will Barton, Rui Hachimura, and Tim Hardaway Jr. So that, that is my squad. And based on Basketball Monster projections, I am first in the standings. Not to be su- not surprising because I'm going off my own projections and that's how my valuation <laughs> is. So I'm number one, clearly there. Um, you came in number three on the projected standings, um, Mike, and then Kevin was in number two. So tell us, uh, tell us what your team was. So uh, we've got LaMelo Ball, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Tobias Harris, Nikola Jokic, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Vucevic, Robert Williams, John Wall, Thaddeus Young, 
Larry Nance Jr., Joe Ingles, Xavier Tillman, and Tyrese Maxey. All right, so there are our drafts in this first points league mock. Mike picked at two. I picked at six. That's uh, that's how it all went down. Let us know in the comments, which team did you like the best? Which pick did you like the most? Out of all of the picks, which pick did you hate the most? Drop them in the comments. And of course, go and follow Mike on Twitter at Roto Mike Barnett. Mike, thank you for coming on and uh, doing this mock draft with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And good luck to everyone as the season approaches. All right, that does do it for today's show. Hopefully you made it through to the end of uh, of this show. If you did, drop a code word in the comments below. Tell me the picks that you like the most. Just drop a, drop, a, drop a lick nuts in the comments below. If you are still here watching, don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Guys, we are... Oh, YouTube, thumbs it up notification bell, comment, subscribe, share it, blah, blah, blah. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.